We are back. I'm Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I hope your Monday's off to a great start. Uh, That was Clara with Sophia off her latest album, Immunity. And uh, coming up, standing by to join us is author Diane Romaine. We're going to talk about her book, The Trumpet Lesson, and she's here right now. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was so interested in your uh, book, The Trumpet Lesson. Um, I'm always interested in things related to music. How did, how did this uh, storyline come to you? Well, first it was a story about a writing group. And I, was inter- I had written some short um, kind of character studies of writing group members. And I was looking for... Uh, a person in the writing group who had written other people's stories but had never told her own story. Okay. And it came, to, it came to me one morning that she had never told her own story because she had relinquished a baby for adoption and she had never felt comfortable talking with anybody about that. Um, and when that mm-hmm. came to me, I was so moved by that, I just, I began shaking. I just, um, I don't, I don't really know why other than that I have younger siblings and went through, my family went through a difficult time right as I was going to college. And I think I felt that I had relinquished my younger siblings left them in a difficult situation. So it could be that that's what the story tapped into in my history. Yeah. Have you ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? No, I haven't read that book. So, so when you told me your your physical reaction, I, I was thinking as writers, as creative people, sometimes we get this actual physical reaction to something that we have to tell the story. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Um, I, I literally was, I was on my way to swim in the morning, and I was literally shaking all the way to the swimming pool. It was, it was a, a very profound experience. And so I talked to some other people in my writing group. I have actual, actually, there were several psychologists in the writing group at the time, and I said, I feel like I have to write this story. And they said, yes, you do. <laughs> So you bet. that's that's how it got started. That's amazing. Um, so tell me about the process <laughs> of writing it. Well, that went on for quite some time. Um, I I started at the very beginning. I started in in a writing workshop in in Erongariquero, um, a, a village in Michoacan, and there was uh, Maria Luisa Puga who was an award-winning novelist in Mexico, was giving this workshop. She's bilingual, uh, but the workshop was primarily in Spanish. Okay. And I first got the sense that I could write a novel. Though I had been in a writing group for years, I had never really thought about writing a novel. I was learning fiction techniques to improve essays and talks that I gave in philosophy at the time. Um, And I had just finished a textbook, which had taken a lot of time and energy, and wasn't really thinking of doing another long project. But by working with Maria Luisa, I came to see myself as somebody who could write a novel. 
Um, and it took a number of years before I actually started writing. But then I, I mean, I was writing, but before I started writing the novel. Yes. And then, then I started again writing when I took a writing workshop in San Miguel Allende in, in Mexico with uh, Sarah Lovett. I took the workshop with her, and at the end of that workshop, I wrote the opening pages of the very first draft of the novel. Um, those pages are no longer in the novel. The writing group is not in the novel that was originally going to be. It went through many changes over years. But um, It's an interesting was, process. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, I just said that's an interesting process because you never know through the course of writing and writing what gem you're going to take away. Yes. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I kept the story of Callie Quinn, who, when she was uh, in, her, uh, in high school, relinquished a baby for adoption. So I kept her story, and I kept uh, the story of her very good friend who played Timpani, a gay man, a young man, 30 years old, very good friend of hers in Guanajuato, and I kept the part of the character Pamela, whom she met, and because of meeting Pamela and taking trumpet lessons with Pamela, Callie begins to come to terms with her um, conflict that she's in over speaking about her daughter. And I do want to mention, I read that you actually learned to play the trumpet along this, during this process. Yes, I did. I, I had played piano and other instruments off and on, and I, but I was, I'd never thought of playing the trumpet. But I picked the trumpet because I like to question stereotypes, and so a lot of, there are women trumpeters and wonderful ones, However, there aren't as many as there really could be. So I picked the trumpet for Pamela to play, and then I was on the way to surf with my companion, and we, were, we stopped in um, Guadalajara, and I went uh, on a little walk around, and I came across a music store, an uh, instrument store, with trumpets in the window, and I called up my friend who was a trumpeter, and asked him, is it worth buying this trumpet? Because it was, I don't remember what it was in pesos, but it was only around $130. And if you're used to instruments like a piano, $130 sounds like something that couldn't buy an instrument. Right. Uh, worth, worth playing. Uh, but he said, don't worry. He said, it's, it's probably a Chinese knockoff. And it's not really terribly difficult to make a trumpet that you can play as a beginning as a beginning student. So I bought the trumpet. I was still just going to do research, kind of feel what the trumpet felt like and so on. But I ended up falling in love with the trumpet. That's amazing. And, oh, it was, it was. And I took from many different teachers in many different places. I played in a jam session in Florence. Love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could go on and on about the trumpet and my experiences, but the main thing is, number one, it did slow down the process of writing the yeah. novel. <laughs> but number two, but number two, the novel is what it is, 
because I played the trumpet and because I met so many trumpeters and listened so, to so much trumpet music. Sure. I think so. you had to do that as part of the process. For me, I did, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to mention, uh, we're, we're speaking with Diane Romaine. Uh, you grew up in Missouri. You studied philosophy at the University of Missouri at Kansas City. You completed your Ph.D. in philosophy at UC Berkeley. You taught feminist ethics and philosophy of emotion at Sonoma State University. You published Thinking Things Through, a critical thinking textbook. Um, and you've done a variety of other things. And where are you living now? Um, I'm... I'm not presently there, but I am living in Guanajuato, where I have lived for the last 15 years, and where the novel is set um, in Guanajuato. And that's one of the things, by the way, that people particularly like about the novel. They like reading about Guanajuato. It's an unusual city. It's a canyon city. And so there are very few streets that go through Guanajuato. Most people, including us, live on footpaths. They call them callejones. And you walk to your house. Uh, we do have a car, but it's parked two blocks above our house. And there are quite a few stairs in between. Wow, what a workout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that picture of you um, in the material I received. That's the city behind you, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's, yes, it's the city from our rooftop, actually. Uh, what would you like listeners to know about your book? Well, one thing I, w I would like them to know is that um, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm interested in psychology besides philosophy. I studied, I've read lots. Uh, lots and lots about psychology, and I taught philosophy of emotion. So one of the things about my book is I really am interested in how people, the kinds of emotional reactions we have, and the ways our emotions and the ways our integrity is compromised because of, of social prejudices. So I'm very interested in exploring these the relationship between societal taboos and prejudices and personal integrity and the ways that people are silenced. And then I'm also interested in how people can make some progress and find, find ways of moving forward in spite of these restrictions. And one way, I think, is by forming relationships with other people, and particularly with other people from other marginalized groups. Um, we have a lot, a lot in common, people from groups that, where there have been taboos um, and social denigration against those, against the group. So, but these are some, these are some of the things I explore um, in, the, in the novel. Did you find that when you got to the um, the end of the novel, it, I mean, a lot of times when we're writing, you don't really know all the epiphanies you're going to get, all the experiences. There must have been a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, because for me, as I said, it was also a personal journey, even though I wasn't, I'm not Callie and I don't, I didn't live Callie's story, but I had other emotional 
um, challenges in my life over over the course of my life, as I think many of us do. Oh, yes. Many of us have regrets about things that we had little choice in doing what we did, and yet we carry regrets and maybe shame um, and other other very very difficult emotions from those events. So yes, it was very helpful for me to write the novel. Actually, it helped me come to terms with some things in my own life, and that's what I'm hoping that it will have this effect on other people who have had some challenging times in their lives. I, I see that as the big picture, that you, you're touching a lot of issues, and um, you put yourself into it in a lot of ways. I think it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? Well, I do have a website, dianeromaine.com, and that's Diane with two N's, and Romaine without an E. Okay. And there are, yeah, so that would be the main place, and on my website there are links to articles I've written and interviews. This link will be on there. I look forward to people listening to this. And, um, yeah, I'd say that's the main way. I'm going to be giving some talks. I'm in California at the moment. Well, I'm in Portland trying to figure out how to get back to Northern California. The fires have closed the airport where I was going to fly in. So at some point I'll be in California. (laughs) Were you you going to Santa Rosa? Uh, Yes, I was Mm. going to fly into Santa Rosa. Yeah. Um, that it looks sh- like a yeah shut down. I'm flying to San Francisco now. And, oh good. Um, yeah. You might want to so. wait a couple of days because whoa, is it unbelievable yeah. up there? Yeah, the air quality is very bad. I'm yeah. Cons- and of course, I'm concerned about all my friends. I lived in Sonoma County many many years. Yeah. And you know, we're always more concerned about our friends than the strangers. But there are many strangers who are in more difficult situations than my friends are in. So I know. I, my heart goes out to everybody who's having a tough time right now. Yes. Well, thank you. So we have to wrap. And, Diane, I want to thank you so much, and congratulations on your book, The Trumpet Lesson. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed talking with you. You too. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That was Diane Romaine. If you miss any part of this, everything will be up on my show blog right now. Her bio is up on there, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.